Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. We are the Young Adults Ministry of Lake Mount Worship Center, and we are on a mission to connect young adults to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We meet every Monday night at 7 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us. You can find more information on our socials, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message for this week. Right. Okay, tonight is pod night. So you know what that means. We're going to break up into pods later, and that's going to be awesome. But before we, we do that, uh, what we'll be discussing in that group is based out of what we're hearing tonight. We're digging into worship as a whole church family. So here on uh, Monday nights, we're digging in as well. And so we're having a four by seven. That means four people preaching for seven minutes. And they're going to be sharing tonight about a time when God has broken through in their lives in worship. And uh, maybe just a time of encouragement tonight about just how God has met them in the place of worship. And so I'm going to ask to come to the platform and welcome them as they do. I'm going to ask for Shomit Nasser, Becca Dalgleish, Quentin Vandevree, and Nick Taylor. Come on down! Woo! And so I want us just to prepare our hearts. Can we just pray? Father, we thank you for your word that has power, for your word that is alive. And, Lord, for the power of testimony mixed with your word, Lord, that just releases uh, confidence in our faith to know that, Lord, you're moving and that, Lord, you're still meeting us. When we draw near to you, you draw near to us. So, God, we just open our hearts now and ask that you would speak through each one. Place your spirit upon them. Put your anointing on them. And, Lord, speak to us. Put your anointing on us that we would hear from you as the word is preached. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to kick things off, and we're going to start things off with Show Me It. Nasser, let's hear for Show Me It, everybody. Well, hi, guys. Um, Thank you, Pastor Lisa and Pastor Matt, for giving me this opportunity. And as today we're talking about encountering God in worship, um, I want to start by telling you what the word mean, what does the word encounter means and the dictionary definition of the word encounter is a particular kind of meeting or experience with another person or to come upon face to face. And there can be different kinds of encounters in our lives. Some can be bad, some can be good. And I'm sure all of you have gone through those different encounters in our life where we're like, oh, these encounters have left us with so much feelings or so much emotions or so much attachments. Some encounters in our lives are like, they just gives us different perspective to our life. Or sometimes some encounters, when they come into our lives, they're like, they lead us to different relationships or different friendships in our life that just brings a different whole, different meaning to our lives. But these are the humanly encounters that I'm talking about. What does it mean to have encounter with God? Encounter with God can be in different ways. It can be with dreams. It can be through visions. It can be through natural, through general revelation. It can be through nature. Or sometimes it can be through worship. And as today we're talking about encountering God through worship, I just want to bring your attention towards what does the word worship means in today's world. I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, for, for us, worship is going to church and singing Christian music. And I was like, no, that's not what worship is. 
Worship is not just a genre, though, the way they were explaining. It's not like um, the way we have our country music or the way we have our pop music and then we have our worship music. No, it's not like that. Worship is encountering God where you're like, this is not about me. This is about you, God. And when we see what does the word worship means, it means giving reverence and respect or homage to a supernatural divine being. The word worship can be broken down into two words, worth-ship. Therefore, worship is telling God that, hey, God, you're worthy of all our praise. This is not about us. It's about you. And when we see in the Bible, there have been different ways people have gone, people have their inter, um, encounters with God through worship. Worship can be in, uh, Worship can be encountered through sacrifices. And if we see the life of Abraham, where God asked him to give his only son, the son that he desired for, the son that he longed for. But he was like, God, this is what you gave me, and I'm going to give it back to you. This is my form of worship to you. Then we see worship was done through submission and obedience for, of his will. And when we see the life of Joseph, his life was full of brokenness. His life was full of abandonment where his own people were not with him. But he was like, God, I know your purpose. I know your plan for my life. And I'm going to say yes to your will. Then we see worship can be done through repenting of our sins. And when we see the woman who brought the alabaster jar in front of Jesus' feet, and he was, she was like, God, this is not going to be about me. I sinned. I'm saying sorry. I'm repenting for my sins. And I'm going to give whatever I have to you. This is the biggest sacrifice I'm giving to you. This is my form of worship. Worship can be done through saying yes to his will. And we see the 12 apostles, when God, Jesus was descending into heaven, Jesus gave the great commission to these disciples, and they said yes to his will, and they were like, yes, we're going to go and make the, uh, disciples for you, and we're going to make, we're going to evangelize in this world. Then we see worship can be done through faith. And, this, and if we see in the Bible, the woman who was bleeding for 12 years, she had the faith that I'm going to go to Jesus. I'm going to touch the garment, uh, the hem of the garment. I'm going to get the healing right now. And she did. This was her form of worship. So worship is not about singing or having a performance on the stage or singing worship Christian music. It's about emptying yourself. It's about giving praise to him. And it's saying, God, this is not about me. This is not what people think it is. It's about emptying yourself and letting Holy Spirit come into my life. I'm just going to share my testimony with you. There have been seasons in my life lately where I felt like I'm worth nothing. I fell through burnout in my life. I was like, my life is worth nothing. The people that I thought were mine, they weren't mine. I felt like I'm worth nothing. I should not be loved. Uh, this life, I, my life doesn't have purpose. And for those who know me, I like to do several things at one time. I like to put my hands in everything. So... But then those things were there, but they weren't making sense to me. I was there doing everything. I was serving God. I was doing internship. I was here every Sunday serving with my whole heart. But I was like, this is not what, I, I wasn't feeling satisfied there in my heart. And I remember it was one of the pursuits night there. And I was sitting right there. My head was all down. And I didn't even feel like coming to the church on that day. I was like, I don't want to come. And I got so I was at work, and I was like, okay, should I go there? Should I not go there? I was like, okay, no, God, my worship to you is saying yes to you. And just being there, I went, I came here, I sat there at the back, and I was like, God, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but I know 
you are real, you're going to come, you're going to have encounter with me, and you're going to give purpose to my life. And he did. And he did. And I was able to feel him. He gave, he gave identity to my life in a way where I was like, oh, this is the God that I follow. This is the God that I've been serving. He is real. I can feel him. So encounter is not a scary thing that people have made that you're going to have lights or you're going to have big miracles or this or that. Encounter with God can be just with simple obedience and submission and saying yes to his will and being like, God, yes, here I am. Pour into me. I'm here to empty myself. Today you're going to use me. And I just want to encourage all of you today that, yes, we are at an age where we're like, life is not making sense. We have these financial goals. We have these relationships which sometimes don't work out. We have these friendships that are there but are not there. There are people that we think are real in our life but are not real in our life. Even sometimes our families abandon us. But let me tell you one thing. The God that you follow loves you so much. He would never abandon you. And that was the night when I felt him there at the back. I felt him through my worship. I felt him through my submission and obedience where I emptied myself and let him work through me. He told me that this is the purpose of your life. And I'm going to say to every one of you, there are seasons in the life when you would feel so much broken, when you would feel abandoned. But let God work through you. Let him, there are different ways of worship. I would say just discover what's the way of worship. It can be through serving. It can be through offering. It's, it's just can be through saying yes to him because our God doesn't want a lot from you. He just wants a little relationship with you. He just wants that. Yes, here I am. And he would do everything for you because he knows you from your mother's womb. He has written everything. He has written your future. And when you say yes to him, he's like, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to walk with you in the darkest valley of your life. And I'm going to give purpose. I'm going to fulfill your dreams. And I'm going to work through your generations. So I'm going to leave you with the question that what is your form of worship? Thank you. Don't make me go next. <laughs> awesome. Good word, show me it. All right, now we are going to hear from none other than Nick Taylor. Let's hear for Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Thank you, Pastor Lisa, for this opportunity. One second. <laughs> well, hello, just as uh, Pastor Matt said, my name is Nick. Hey, I was waiting for it, I was waiting for it. And if you're taking notes, which I strongly suggest that you do, the title of my message here today is, How Much Do You Value Worship? But change the you to an I and really ask yourself, how much do I value worship? Yes. So the first we're going to work out of today is Hebrews 13, 15, which is, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually Offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Did you know that there are 59 countries in the world that the mere act of being a Christian is either illegal or they're heavily prosecuted? That is over almost one-third of the world's, all the, it's almost one-third of all the countries in the world. We're extremely blessed to have the opportunity to worship the Lord freely without the fear of being arrested or killed or losing 
our lives, which I guess means killed. <laughs> Knowing this information, ask yourself, would I still worship if I lived in those countries? Would you worship even if you felt like everything was stripped away from you? A little about my testimony is that I grew up in a broken home with an alcoholic mother that would manipulate me, throw wine balls at me, yell terrible things at me on the daily. And during this time, I felt like I had nothing. I felt like my whole world was just falling apart. And I didn't want anything to do with it. So one night, I cried out to God and I worshiped him in my room, proclaiming how worthy he is, and how he is my healer, how he is my provider. And my life hasn't been the same since. God showed me how much he loved me and how much he healed me. The world around me didn't change. Situations were still the same. But all I needed to know is God loved me and that would never change. So in the book of Acts, uh, Acts 16, Paul and Silas, uh, there's a story of Paul and Silas, and they were publicly beaten, stripped, and then they were thrown in the prison where their feet were placed in stocks, and they were, we were, they were chained. They literally can't move, and they decided to worship. And their chains broke. And God used that bad situation of them being thrown into prison for good. The jailer and his whole household ended up going and being saved and being baptized pretty fast. But, (laughs) and then they were released the next morning. You may feel like you're in a prison You may feel like you have tons of chains holding you back from your dreams, from the work that you want to do, your dream job. You may feel like there's stocks holding your feet still where you feel like you maybe can't walk out the calling that you have on God's life. You may feel like you have nothing. But just as Paul and Silas were in prison with chains and stocks, they had worship. When you feel like you have nothing, you have worship. That's one to go in the binder, by the way, the notes, if you're taking it. When you feel like you have nothing, you have worship. Worship can sometimes be the last thing that you think of, but it should be one of our first responses. Think about it. Think about a time where you're going through a hard time. When did you worship? How quick you're willing to enable, how quick you're willing to worship during hard times shows how much you trust God. So how quick are you willing to worship through the hard times? It's not always going to be easy to profess Jesus' Jesus' name 
It's not, it's going to take some sacrifice. But even if you feel like you have nothing, you've got worship. So as I wrap up here, I want to challenge you all. Worship. Every day. Find ways to worship. Worship should be so valuable to you. For me, I worship in my car on the way to work. I worship while I'm in the back of the ambulance. Not open and loud, that's a little weird. But I'm praying to God still, I'm worshiping. When I get a chance to talk to someone about God, I'm gonna talk to them about God. There are people in the world that get killed for doing this and saying, I love you, Jesus. How hard is it for me to be, hey, do you know Jesus? Or Lord, help me in this situation. Worship can't just be on a, on a Monday night at Young Adults or on Sunday mornings. It can't be. So I want to challenge you again. Worship every day. Worship in your secret place. Worship in your car. Worship to him every day. So together continually, so together let's continually worship because we get to. Well, that one from Pastor Lisa. <laughs> yes. We get to worship and praise the name of Jesus. When it is hard and it costs a lot, but let's do it daily. Because he's the one who made you. He holds you in your, his hands. He made the universe. Who are us to say, no, I don't want to raise my hands or I don't want to worship you. I'm, going, I'm having a rough day. Worship should be so valuable to you. So again, I ask you the question, how valuable is worship for you? Come on. What a good word. Thanks, Nick. All right, next we're going to hear from Becca Dalglish. Come on, Becca. I'm so glad we're not doing oldest last. <laughs> so I'm Becca. <laughs> of course now I forget my password. <laughs> I'm not old. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about um, creating history with God in the secret place. Mm, that's good. I'm going to open my water. Um, so we all know that we can encounter God anywhere. Right? Nick actually just talked about it. In the car, in the back of the ambulance, all those things, right? And I hope you didn't all think that he was, like, injured. He works for patient transfer. <laughs> He's not hurt. <laughs> he works for them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so you can encounter God anywhere in worship. Um, at church, you can encounter him at a huge elevation concert. Um, he is faithful to meet you there. Um, he's also faithful to meet you in the quiet, in the, in the mundane, what seems like it's just ordinary and boring. He's faithful to meet you there as well. It's the same God. James 4.8, we refer to it a lot, actually. Uh, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. 
We do. We refer to this one a lot, and it's so good. So we're just going to camp out there for a little bit. So let's talk about this interaction here. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. This interaction is immediate, okay? God wants us to choose him. We have that free will. It's not like God is checking his text, and he's like, hmm, Becca drew near to me? And he replies in his head, you know, but replies maybe like days later. No, okay? So we draw near to God, and bam, he draws near right back. It's like immediate. You draw near, he's there. Some of the greatest encounters with the Lord for me have been in the everyday, ordinary moments. Yes, it's happened here. It's happened, you know, other places that are awesome as well. But some of the most profound places have been in secret place moments. So, like Nick said, in the car. That happens, I'm sure, to a lot of us, right? We're talking to God in the car. Uh, For me, at the kitchen table... Uh, while I'm washing dishes, uh, while I'm making dinner. I actually have a voice note on my phone uh, when I was writing a song, and you can hear me chopping away making dinner. It's, uh, it's funny. Um, yeah, to the beach. No. <laughs> I wish. Um, I've even encountered God, and maybe this is weird, but I've encountered God in such a profound way while I was laboring my children, okay? So I have two kids. Maybe that's TMI, sorry, but I've had two kids naturally, and I just remember being so, like, I, I was, like, clutching on to the presence of God, just like, God, get me through. Anyway, so enough of that. Sorry, young folks. Um, <laughs> But also I've encountered God while, you know, picking songs for leading worship. And one song, just really, I can't get over this song. I must worship to this song. Um, But my favorite place, and I guess I would call it more of my secret place, um, is while I'm gardening, actually. Fun fact, I like to garden. Heather, you know. Um, (laughs) God has spoken to me the most while I'm just ripping weeds out of my garden or getting my hands dirty. I was never a gardener until we had a house that needed a a gardener to take care of uh, these plants. And so when I started digging in, no pun intended, (laughs) God started (laughs) revealing so much to me. Um, You know, illustrations about pulling weeds and and getting our heart right and and getting rid of the the crap in our lives and and illustrations... uh, um, Uh, about perennials versus annuals, if you know anything about plants. I hope this is speaking to you. Cool. Um, About transplanting plants when they've outgrown a pot. Like, there's just so many things. And, um, you know, these mundane, ordinary times, they they might not seem like they're, like, Instagram-worthy, but uh, there's a reason why it's called the secret place, not the public place, right? Um, So... I'm just going to go a little bit forward here. So charging, charging your batteries is like coming back to the secret place. Or you can just stay plugged in. Electronics always work better when they're connected to the source of power. Wherever you are, if you just simply turn your heart towards God over and over, turn your hearts toward him. He's plugging in. You're plugging in. You're charging in again. Okay, I acknowledge God. I'm plugging in. I'm charging in. 
You can be at work. You can be taking the garbage out at Tim Hortons. You can be in traffic, at school, in a meeting, wherever you are. If you just make that switch, you're turning your heart towards the Lord. You may not be in your secret place, but what you're doing now with your hands is an offering of worship for the Lord. Now, I would not be a very good worship leader if I led church in worship with an empty tank. I must have my own history with God to draw from and to pour out of. As a leader, many of you leaders know, you pour out of the overflow of what you've already received from the Lord in your secret place. Whether big or small, every encounter with the Lord can be profound. Don't discredit the small moments. I feel like maybe even, like especially in this age group, I remember, you know, you feel like it has to be lightning strike moment. Like, hello, Becca, do this and tell me that and da-da-da. We feel like it has to be so huge, but it doesn't. It can be quiet. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. His voice can be like a whisper. If you haven't trained your ear to hear the whisper of of the Lord in the quiet, how will you hear him in the noise? Each encounter you have is history with the Lord that's being created. And I encourage you to write them down. You can look back on them, and that's like your own history written with God. When you look back on them, even after you've overcome something, it increases your faith. And it's that history that builds your confidence and trust in the Lord when you need it. Done. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Awesome. Good word. Thanks, Becca. All right, and last but not least, here comes Quentin Vandevree. All right. What a good time. All right, let me just get my notes out here. Perfect. Feels great to go last, by the way, because then you get to watch everybody and you're just sitting there being all like, All right, I gotta wait my turn. Okay, here we go. My title is called Worship in View of God's Mercy. Yeah. So, before I get into the the scripture that I'll be using, I just wanted to tell you some struggles that I've had in, in my past. So, I've always had a hard time in worship. It was always really hard for me to raise my hands and to sing based just on insecurity. I always felt super skeptical of what God feels like in worship. And I never really went to church for the right reasons. Like, you know, I know some of us might have been there before. Um, at the same time, there was always some unresolved sin in my life that I never really thought was a big deal. Didn't really care about it too much. Personal encounter that I had in a worship service one time was I was literally just, you know, doing my thing, worshiping. And I just got slapped in the face with a hit him with a, hey, you are doing this wrong. Like, God was just like, hey, you're doing, you're doing this wrong. You're living in sin right now. And I was like, oh, shoot. Does that mean that, does that, mean that I'm going to go to hell? Whoa, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, like, it was just, it was sitting super heavy on me. It's like, oh, my gosh. If I keep living this way, am I, like, am I going down to hell? Like, you don't, like, obviously, that's a scary thought, right? Like, I think all of us probably have thought, man, I don't want to go to hell, if you do, that's, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the passage I'm going to be uh, speaking is Roman 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. Whoa. All right. What really deepened my relationship with God was understanding what it meant to be in view of God's mercy. Understanding what God has saved you from is a complete game changer. When you're like, oh man, I guess I'm going to hell, chances are you're going to do a little bit more work to make sure you're going in the right direction, right? Right. You don't want to go to hell. Nobody does. <laughs> All right. Like, so like, of course. All right. Seems super, seems super basic, right? But like, you know, this story that you've heard, you know, so many people have heard, Christians, non-Christians, they all know Jesus came and he died on the cross for our sins and, you know, washed all your sins away, you know? Like, but, like, it's actually a lot more than just he did this. It's like, wow, that's, actually, that's actually really important to focus on. Like, he saved you from hell, right? Like, that's huge. It just hit me really hard. Like, that's massive. Man, that and that actually should be enough for you to raise your hands in worship and to sing and like to, you know, live your life properly, right? Like, man, it seems so simple, but sometimes you just, it doesn't click, but you just got to have a little bit of conviction and it'll click real good. I always think of uh, like this analogy that I heard one time. Um, there's a story of a guy that was on a plane for, like thousands of feet into the sky. And, you know, the plane starts to go down and, oh no, I'm going to die on this plane. And some random guy comes and he gives you a parachute. And the plane's going down, but you jump out and he's floating down to safety. And he makes it down safe and the plane explodes. Boom, everyone on there is dead besides you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to say that, <laughs> if that guy didn't give you a parachute, you would be dead. Like, you would be smoked with all the other people. So what would you want to do? Like, what are you going to do? Exactly, yeah. So what would you want to do when you first landed on the ground? What's something that you'd want to do? You'd probably want to thank the guy. Like, and he saved you from death. Just like Jesus saves us from death, right? Come on. So, so good. See, it seems so simple, but it's like something that is just so easy to lose, lose sight of. It's like, man, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right, I've got three points really quick, and then I'll be done. All right, number one, realign your understanding of God's mercy. If you're having a hard time being holy and pleasing to God, remember what he saved you from. Not only is the enemy trying to steal your eternity, but he's also trying to steal what God is doing in your life today. Okay, remember that. Number two, get rid of sin. Again, something you hear all the time in church, but it's like, God saved you from, from sin, so get rid of it. Okay, Romans 12, 1, what I just was saying before, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Highlight, holy and pleasing. That means living without sin, right? So living, living righteously is true and proper worship. It's up to you to take the right steps. All right, number three, find peace in God. Recognizing that God has saved you from the consequences of sin allows you to develop a deep and intimate relationship with him. This relationship is like marked with love and trust and it's an ongoing dialogue that you can have through prayer, through worship, 
and through his word. For me personally, understanding this made it a lot easier to stay focused on truth and to be motivated to live a life of worship and holiness. That's it. All right. Thank you. So good. All right, let's hear it for everybody one more time. So good. There's, there's so much for us to unpack here and, and discuss. And the, the simple truth, like Jesus said that the kingdom of God belongs to children, meaning if, if what is being presented to you as the gospel is super complex and complicated, it, it's being presented to you wrong. Jesus, and it's not to mean that this is childish, but it's childlike, like you can grasp it with simple faith. And, and the simple act of realizing everything is worship, that I can encounter God anywhere. That's a theme that's coming through. And that the fuel of that is gratitude because he saved me. He gave me the parachute, right? He's, he saved me. But living a life of devotion, I just want us to grab hold of that and recognize that God is wanting to produce conviction in us. Like years ago, they used to sell these t-shirts, Jesus is my homeboy. And it was like this whole, you know, and it was this whole, like, Jesus is my homeboy. And I was like, yeah, I love that. Wow, it's, I got it at Urban Outfitters. And it's like, guess what? Uh, Jesus, having such a casual relationship and a casual concept of God doesn't produce a high form of worship. It produces a low level of conviction in your lifestyle. And when we actually embrace a heart of worship where we draw near to God and he draws near to us, not casually, but in the moment, turning our affection and our heart toward him with gratitude that he saved me. Listen, everything, literally everything can change in your life if worship becomes the lifestyle that you live out of. And so it comes from a high view of God and a fear of the Lord. And so there's some great content that we've got here tonight. And so we're going to break into pods. We're going to have some discussion about that. And so is Jocelyn going to come and just give us a few instructions? All right. Thank these guys for preaching one more time as they go take their seats. Thanks for listening to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. For more information, please visit us at lakemount.ca or follow us on Instagram at lakemountya. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon.